Praise God. This is our second video of the morning. We're going to continue with our topic, the grave responsibility of reproducing ministry. And our topic for this teaching is choosing the prodigies. Chapter 1, choosing the prodigies. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you that your presence is here with us. We know, God, you come for one purpose, and that through the presence of your Spirit. And that, O oh God, is to glorify Jesus. That to take the things of the Christ and unveil it to the body of Christ. So we open our inner beings, our spirits, and we yield our spirits to the Spirit of God. And we invite you to, to take over completely, that God, we would speak as thus saith the Lord. We pray it in Jesus' name with much thanksgiving. Amen. The Grave Responsibility of Reproducing Ministry. Chapter 1. Choosing the Prodigies. Whenever we consider training men for the ministry, we must follow the good example of Jesus our Lord. Some may ask why. The answer is very, very simple. Jesus alone knows the heart of men. There is absolutely nothing hid from God. Hear the word of the Lord. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 9 to 10. Jesus had massive audiences. At one time, he fed over 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes. Matthew chapter 14. It was from this multitude that Jesus possibly chose the 70 preachers. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 17. It was possibly from the 70 preachers that, Joseph, that Jesus chose the 12 apostles. One mighty man of God said that there were three groups of people that surrounded Jesus. And it just comes to mind. I'm sure it was either Dr. B. Don B. Coleman or Pastor Paul Seberg who were my teachers. And they said, one of them said rather, there were three groups that surrounded Jesus Christ. The first group was the outer circle, and that being the 70 preachers. The inner circle were the 12 apostles, and the innermost circle was Peter, James, and John. I think I need to correct myself there. The outer circle was the 70 preachers possibly chosen from the 5,000. The inner circle were the nine apostles of the 12 apostles because the innermost circle were the other three of the 12 and that being Peter, James and John. After a whole night in prayer, Jesus chose his apostles. Note the word. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray. 
and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. When I was praying this morning, God spoke to me concerning this verse. And it's very important that you note that which I am saying. Notice, the apostles were first disciples, and then they became apostles. You have to be discipled first by the Lord, and from the faithfulness in your discipleship, you are then chosen into ascended gifted ministry. It is absolutely essential that when we consider mentoring God's elect for active service, that we consult the Lord of the harvest. God knows who has been called and set aside for ministry. When we act on our own accord, we will most definitely choose those outside of the call of ascended gifted ministry. The Old Testament book of Jeremiah convinces us that servants of God are elected by God, and that even before the foundation of the world. Hear the word of God. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. When we, as spiritual fathers, mentors, and leaders of the local churches seek, seek God's face through prayer to guide us in choosing our spiritual sons, we are simply showing respect to God's sovereign will. We must bear in mind that it is God who sets His church in order. It is God who sets His governance in order. Though we believe in prayer, we yet have through various confirmations determined if we have truly heard from God in choosing our prodigies. This is said because often is the case that we enter into prayer with preconceived answers and our whole exercise of prayer is but asking for God's approval. Whenever we seek God's direction, we should never enter into His presence with preconceived answers. We have to ensure that we are not requesting God for his rubber stamp of approval. A wise mentor, mentor will always seek the advice and counsel of the senior men and women of the local church. Better still, he will consult the leadership of the church, and that being the eldership and the diaconate, and even other ascended gifts. Hear what the word of God says. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. Psalm 37 verse 30. Other than consulting other leaders of the local church, it is imperative that certain criteria are adopted to determine a wise decision. Listen to this criteria. One, are the possible prodigies faithful in church's attendance? Do they, two, do they tithe consistently? Three, are they teachable? Four, are they submissive? Five, do they have the heart of a servant? Let me speak now very briefly on faithfulness. No one in their right mind would invest into a bank that has a very low interest rate. As mentors, 
we should seek out those men and women of God that will bring great results and blessings to the work of God. According to the word of God, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 1. It is with this scriptural definition in mind that mentors should seek out their prodigies. They have to find those men and women that are full of faith. And this simply means they are dedicated to God in all spheres of service. They attend all duty call services. They are punctual. They express faith in God no matter what circumstances prevail. It is when the mentor sees this in their prodigies that they can hope and trust God to do great exploits in the future with their prodigies. Now let us speak on the consistent tither. Many a time, mentors choose the wrong prodigies for the simple fact that they base their choice on the abilities and personalities of people. No doubt, this in a small way does help mentors in choosing prodigies. However, this is not the ultimate criterion or hallmark of true Christian character that blatantly stands out is faithfulness in tithing and generosity. Persons that withhold their tithe from God and refuse to assist those to assist those who are desperately in financial need are those who mentors must avoid as pro prospective prodigies. It has been said if people cannot give their money to God and help the poor, then they have really then have they really given themselves to God and do they really care about people? Mentors must never ever forget that one's vertical relationship will always determine one's horizontal relationship. God has just reminded me that I should share that which I believe controls my life when it comes to generosity. If what you own, you cannot share or give away, then you don't own it, it owns you. Let me reiterate, if what you own, you cannot share with others and give away to others, then you don't own it, it owns you. So always look out for generous and kind people. Let's talk about the teachable spirit. Often ministers of God are asked to define humility. And often is the case that deep theological recitals are cited. A precise and simple explanation of humility to me is but having a true estimate of who you are and what you are and what you know. Mentors should steer clear of Mr. and Mrs. Know-it-all. As Christians, we should be proud of whom we are but never express ourselves as those who know it all. That's why I have the saying, I might not know it all, but I do know him that knows it all. A teachable spirit is a must when seeking out prodigies. Let's now speak of a submissive spirit. As much as being a parent is a major blessing, it comes with grave responsibility. Parents have the grave responsibility of instilling in the minds of their children the very will of God. Children, like all people, have a mind of their own. Every person 
is born with the power of choice. Godly parenting teaches the child to make the right choices in life. At times, the rod of correction has to be employed to steer the child in the right direction. Mentors are like parents, and one of the key factors that will help the mentor to choose the true prodigy is to see whether or not they accept or refuse correction. A submissive person will always readily submit to correction that is exercised in a spirit of love and care. Let's now talk about the servant heart. No doubt we are living in a very extreme materialistic world. Everyone wants to own and that's the best. All seek the best paid jobs and careers and may I add, that is not evil. However, Christian servanthood is far removed from the standards of the world. Christian servanthood is far removed from the standards of the world. Christian servanthood is not in is not in it for what they can get out of it, but rather for what they can put into it. True Christian service is not motivated for what I receive, rather on what I give, and that which I give is all of me. Let me reiterate. Christian servanthood is not in it for what they can get out of it, but rather for what they can put into it. True Christian service is not motivated for what I receive, rather on what I give, and that which I give is all of me. The mentor must seek out those who do things for the church and people simply because they love God's church and God's people. They are love motivated and not greed motivated. They are love motivated and not greed motivated. They are love motivated and not greed motivated. In choosing spiritual sons and prodigies, ascended gifts, spiritual fathers, leaders, and mentors, mentors must always be, always be in mind that all, let me read that again. In choosing spiritual sons and prodigies, ascended gifts, spiritual fathers, leaders, and mentors must always be in mind that all, all not, all of their choices of spiritual sons and prodigies are going to excel. Sadly, some will fail and even divorce themselves from the training programs. Though this is inevitable, the ascended gifts, spiritual fathers, leaders, and mentors must take heart and not allow discouragement to reign. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, who was God in the flesh, chose an apostle who betrayed him. No doubt this was to fulfill the purpose of the eternal Godhead. Many ascended gifts, Spiritual fathers, leaders, and mentors, hearts will be broken as prodigies fail. God knew this before the foundation of the world, and to console his servants, he has placed a special verse in the Bible to console us. And that being, for many are called and few are chosen. Matthew 22 verse 14. Too often men of God have allowed their disappointment and hurts to rob them of their great trust and has that God has placed in them. They give up fathering spiritual sons and daughters. God has placed his ability within his ascended gifts, spiritual fathers, leaders, and mentors. He has given them an acute knowledge of his word. He has empowered them with the baptism into the Holy Spirit. 
a true evaluation needs to be processed and that being has the ascended gift the spiritual father the leaders and the mentor failed or has the prodigy failed the servant of god has always to bear in mind therefore my beloved brethren be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the lord knowing that your labor is not in vain in the lord first corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 i trust this morning that you've been blessed and challenged we're going to continue later on with chapter two god bless you amen